Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Well, good morning, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock, and for the next two hours, you're stuck with me. But you're more than welcome to participate in the show. It's just a car repair show. It talks about uh, what to do, what not to do, what to say, what not to say. And when you hear this from the mouth of somebody on the other side of the counter, you might want to get away from them. So that, as well as my wife and I are arguing about, that's something I'm really good at, or... I want to know if there's a difference between this and this, and I can typically share my opinion. Sometimes you like it, sometimes you don't. But there's a lot of that kind of stuff. 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. In Sun City, the largest and most trusted source for complete auto repair services is Auto Dynamics. Family owned and operated since 1982. Derek, the son of Chuck, is there now. They do a great job. They stand behind their work. They've been around a long time. And think about, I've known this family since 1968, 1970. When I was in high school, I worked for Chuck's friend, Ken, and I met Chuck at that point. So if you're in Sun City, the only place I can recommend is Auto Dynamics. They're on the north side of Grand, just west of 99th Avenue. You know, uh, it's going to get rough in the car repair business in the near future. I got to listen in on a meeting not too long ago where um, it was the big parts guys um, from around the United States. And then I got to talk to one of them that was at the meeting, and this is what I'm told. It is no exaggeration that there is 50, give or take 10, ships offshore outside of Los Angeles and all the ports. They're full of automotive parts that are supposed to come to the United States, but they've been there for a month already because they can't get into the port because of the busyness. Now, we got stuff coming in and we got stuff going out. The stuff coming in is auto parts. Sometimes the stuff going out is the the product, um, stuff to make the product. And there's a word for it, but I can't think of it right now. So we've got a lot of auto parts that are right offshore that can't get in. That's going to make them scarce. That's going to raise the price. And that's going to force me to look in a much broader way for a part for your car. But the guys that sell parts, and I'm not begrudging them at all, they're going to raise the price because it's raised to them. Somebody has to pay for that ship that's been out there for a month. And they haven't come in yet. So we're going to have a problem, and there's going to be a parts difference on your car, and it can be as little as 10 or 15% and as much as twice, two times. It just depends on who has the part. As you can well imagine, if there's one shop in town, one parts store in town that has the number water pump I need and no one else has it, it's going to cost me a whole bunch more money and cost you a whole bunch more money. So that's likely to what happened in the in the very near future, according to the people in the know. 
they're also talking about what we're worried about you, Mark, is, and I'm looking at him going, why are you worried about me? <laughs> I mean, my industry. What What is it? Finish your sentence because this is kind of an unusual thought. They said, this is what we envision happening is the car comes into Mark's shop and you guys take it apart and find out it needs a timing chain cover. And so the, the, the thing's apart and you call the dealer and they don't have one and you call a couple of other sources and nobody has one. So then you go outside the Arizona area and you start searching California, Colorado, from Washington State to Florida and from uh, you know Maine to San Diego and you can't find one. So then what happens is the car sits in your parking lot with the hood shut and with fender covers over the engine to keep it clean until you can get the timing cover. And that could get really ugly because you could end up with 5, 10, 20, 30 cars that you've taken apart and you can't get apart for. Well, that's, that's the extreme. They all agree it's the extreme. The problem is is that there's a lot of us that are thinking about we're not going to take the car apart at all unless we absolutely have to, but if it's in running condition and it's something that can wait, then we're going to say, you need to take your car. By the same token, we can't turn our parking lots into parking lots that have 20, 30, 40 cars that are waiting for parts, and we can't even move within the shop or outside in the parking lot, behind the fence, in front of the fence, whatever. So this can get really bad. So my point is, if you're thinking or you need some kind of procedure done on your car, you might want to start thinking about getting that done in the next month or two. And that would probably eliminate you from having to have your car taken out of service for, they're saying, months until a park can be accessed. And they said, obviously, Mark, you're at the low end of the scale. We've got a lot of manufacturers, and we have a lot of big parts departments, and we have huge companies that are in front of Mark. Mark's at the tail end. He's second from the last on the bottom of the list, and your car is last. You're the customer. You're my customer. I'm the customer of what we call the, re the jobber. Then the jobber's a customer of the distributor, and the distributor's a customer of the manufacturer, and it goes all the way up the line. And as you can imagine, everybody makes money on the same part. So the real the real issue here is is the availability of parts and what's going to happen to us in the future and I know that we're preparing for that and I know other shops that we've consulted with and we've talked to are also comparing or preparing for that is the right and right word to say 6025080960 6025080960 if you have a car question or car problem one of the things that's bothering me that's happening in our industry is is that um, we've decided to sell you a premium oil that has an has a life expectancy of between 7,500 miles and 12,000 miles. So it's a synthetic oil. I don't care what brand it is. It's a synthetic oil. As I told you before, Mobile Shell, Phillips 66, and Chevron make all the oil. It's called base stock. Now, in order to take that oil and make it Salem oil, then all they do is add a drop of this and a drop of that, a drop of detergent and two drops of viscosity improvers. It's that kind of thing. So it's we're selling you a synthetic oil that really and truly has an oil change interval 
of on the low side 7500 uh, all the way up to the high side 12 and 15000 but we're putting on your door sticker and on your window sticker we're putting 3000 mile interval so we're calling you back at 3000 and we're changing your oil even though that oil was maybe one what one fifth of its life and we're going to drain it out and what what happens i think the mentality is i'm guessing here i think the mentality is is that we need you to come in on a regular basis so that we can look your car over and we can identify problems that you have and we can bid those problems and hopefully you'll have us fix those problems if all of a sudden we put synthetic in your car and we put you on a 12,000 mile interval change we're not going to see you but once a year and that's going to have an impact on our business so while we sell you up front the synthetic oil we give you that 3,000 mile oil change interval and I'm not a lawyer and I'm no longer a policeman although I was in the 70s but that's you're gonna have to prove that they knew that but that's just really bad that's just really really bad and so it'll be up to you if your oil change is under 50 then you are going to be on a three to five thousand mile inner oil change interval and then if you're between 50 and 100 then you're likely to be on a semi-synthetic so that's from 7500 north but then when you get into the over a hundred dollars for an oil change then you're clearly into the synthetic and you've got 12 to 15,000 miles on your interval. So the cost is is related to the coverage you have. And it's okay for you to ask them when you pick it up. What kind of oil did you put in? Is it just basic old engine oil? Is it a semi-synthetic or a synthetic? And then again, there's three different mileage intervals. To give you an example of what many of us are doing is... We're adjacent to Ahwatukee Mountain Park Ranch area where there's lots of retired people as well as Sun Lakes. So what we're doing is is we're looking at their annual mileage. And Mrs. Jones runs about three, 4,000 miles a year. I'm going to put the cheapest oil I can find in her car. Now, cheapest price, not cheapest quality. I'm going to find a real low, low price to oil, and I'm going to put it in. I'm going to bring her in in April, have her change the oil in April. She goes through the summer with fresh oil. I'll see her a year later. There's nothing wrong with that. I am tailoring the oil for her driving. Likewise, I've got a customer that's gone between six and seventy-five hundred. Actually, five. Let's do five. Five and seventy-five hundred. I'm going to put him in some semi-synthetic, and I'm going to call him in probably every five, six, seven thousand miles. Now I got a guy that does twenty thousand miles a year. I'm going to put him in a full synthetic, and he's going to have to change his oil every ten months. But that's okay. But don't forget that my industry needs you to stop by often. We, it depends on who you talk to, but there are shops in this town that feed on you. There are shops in every town that feed on their customers. They bring them in on, on some kind of a ruse where they tell them you have to come in. And then they look over your car and then they tell you all the things that are wrong and they sometimes use not so obvious scare tactics and sometimes they will um, indicate to you that this is a serious problem when it really isn't and this is I'm going to talk about 10% of our industry it's it's up to you to be careful 
and I give you a couple of self-defense phrases that you can hang on to because they work in almost any environment. So I'll give you the first one. The first one is, is I really would appreciate it, but if you could write down on my repair order exactly what you found and then tell me what symptoms I'm likely to have experienced that you're going to remove, and then would you put the out-the-door price? I want to know how much I can write my check for when I leave. So first of all, tell me exactly what's going on, what symptoms, and what price, and then make sure you just give me staple your business card to it. If they refuse to do that, then you've already, that'll tell you all you want to do, all you want to know. But that's really what it's all about, self-defense for car expense. We'll be right back. Let's face it, we love Alexa, and we love to let her find your favorite radio station. This one, of course. But she could find us easier if we taught her a simple skill. To get started, simply say, Alexa, enable the Patriot Phoenix skill. After she confirms, you can then say, Alexa, play the Patriot Phoenix. That's all you have to do, and Alexa will learn how to find us. You can listen to us through your Amazon Echo, Echo Show, Echo Dot, and Amazon Tap devices. Alexa, what's your favorite radio station? That's easy. Intelligent Talk, 960, The Patriot. Phoenix Body Works is a family-owned and operated collision repair facility that opened in 1982. That's over 35 years ago, helping family and friends with their collision repair needs with unparalleled honesty, integrity, and quality. We have grown into the finest collision repair facility in the Valley of the Sun. We are located on 19th Avenue, one half block north of Deer Valley Road. We're open Monday through Friday, 7.30 a.m., to 5 p.m. and on Saturdays from 9 a.m. to 12 noon for estimates. Give us a call at 623-582-1434 or visit our website at www.phxbodyworks.com, view our YouTube video, or read our Yelp reviews. Remember, it's your vehicle, and you decide who repairs your vehicle, not the insurance company. We work with all insurance companies on your behalf and eliminate the stress of dealing with the repairs. We are not beholden to the insurance company. At Phoenix Body Works, we work for you. This week in the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt, brought to you in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. The congressman calls for the United States to boycott the Beijing Olympics. How do we bestow the honor of hosting the Olympics on such a brutal authoritarian dictatorship? Join us for our program. Sign up for our podcast at townhallreview.com. Sundays at 7 p.m. on KKNT 960, The Patriot. Take The Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960, The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Radio.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. Tanning, indoors or out, increases your risk of skin cancer, including melanoma the second most common cancer in young adults and the leading cause of cancer death in women 25 to 30. Tanning doesn't make me look healthier. My ambition does. Tanning doesn't make me stand out. My drive does. Tanning can cause wrinkles, age spots, and even melanoma, the cancer that kills one person every hour. And using tanning beds significantly increases your risk of developing melanoma. Tanning doesn't make me glow. My individuality does. Tanning doesn't make me feel better about myself. I got the job. My confidence does. Tanning doesn't make you more beautiful. It only makes you 
more at risk. Stop tanning. Learn more at spotskincancer.org. A message from the American Academy of Dermatology. This is boot camp. This is the real thing now. You've never done anything so hard in your life. You don't understand how you can finish. It takes inner strength and desire to become a Marine. When I, I finished, I was like, I did it. The moment I will never forget is when this drill instructor that I admire so much comes up to me and said, good morning, Marine. PFC Summer Volkman became a Marine. Can you? Visit Marines.com or call 1-800-MARINES. You don't need to get a second job as a stuntman to save money. We need a new stuntman. You just need FeedThePig.org. Don't get left behind. Get tips and tools at FeedThePig.org. Brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. The mechanic raised up from under my hood. Well, as many, many of you know that uh, I have a best car repair shop list. It's at MarkSalem.com. Tom Blackwell's on it. He's at 40th and Greenway. It's important for two reasons. Number one, Blackwell has that whole northeast section of the valley. He's a good shop. He's a really good shop. I've had others that have applied, but for whatever reason, oftentimes nothing big, they weren't able to make the grade. So if you have an old car, Blackwell's really good at that. If you have something that you want a new interior in, or if you want to take the automatic and put a stick in it, if you have one of the vintage cars, then Tom would be a good guy to talk to. But on the other hand, 40th Street and Greenway, if you need a repair shop to change your oil and all that kind of stuff, he's a good guy to handle that. So that's Blackwell Automotive, 40th and Greenway. Let's go to the oh, the callers, Lance and Bob, hang around just for a second. 602-508-0960 is the phone number. Right now we have two callers. We have three lines open. 602-508-0960. Lance, good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Thank you. Well, thank you for what you do for us and answering our questions. And I, I kind of have a weird question because it's probably simple, but it, it just seems confusing to me. I have a 2014 Range Rover, and I have I was about to get the fluid change for the transmission. And there's like several different opinions on what I should do between flushing it, don't change it, and just go to get the regular maintenance. So I figured I'd give you a call and ask. What How many is miles are on it? 70. Okay, and it does it call for what, 75,000 miles change? Uh, uh, yes. Okay. Um, I, I have an easy answer for you, and, and it'll make so much sense to you. Um, I want to pull the pan and the filter first. I don't want to do the pan and the filter and flush it. I don't think that benefits my customers at all. So I want to pull the pan and the filter, and I want to see what kind of metals in the pound after 70,000 miles. I want to see, make sure there's no extra parts in the pan. <laughs> I want to make sure there's no snap rings. And all the little piles of dirt are in the right place, which is clutch material. So I'm going to do the filter and three, four, five quarts of oil. Then at 140, I'm not going to do the pan. I'm going to hook up to the cooler lines, and I'm going to flush the entire transmission and oil pan. And I'm going to do that every 1,000 miles. I'm just going to bounce back and forth. And that's what I do to okay. my own cars, and that's what I do to my customers' cars. So that's what I find to be appropriate. Okay, and the silly question is, is the added, to see what's in there, is there any added benefit to flushing the entire system 70? Or is that just if there is a lot of junk in, in the pan? Or is there any other maintenance in that regard? Because 
I just the transmission kind of gets forgotten in a lot of maintenance, and it's just sort of it's well, not running rough or anything bad, but it, it doesn't seem to have that same you know um, go when it was new, and that's just because it's you know, breaking in a little bit. It, well, no, it, it it has nothing. To, we're we're on two different wavelengths here. What you're describing has nothing to do with the transmission. You're not gonna you're not gonna change the fluid, and all of a sudden the thing's gonna be like a stallion that raises its front wheels off the ground and and you know storms ahead with its rear wheel smoke, and that's not happening. Here's the <laughs> agreed, deal. Agreed. Agreed. I, I just I mean as as the car wears in, I just was okay. more in. The, in you, sorry. You don't have you, you. How would you know what's going on in the pan if unless you take the pan off first? I want to make sure everything's okay. I just want to do a fluid change, but you. I mean, you can argue with them, guys. I don't care. This is what I do to my cars and everybody else's cars because it serves them the best. I don't want to pull the pan at 140 and find out that it's got a half an inch of metal in it. I could have found that at 70. I could have fixed something at 70. So I don't. And then, oh, you know what? If you want to come to my shop and you want me to do the pan and the filter and flush it, I love you because that's going to be a big bill. So yeah, you, no, no, I, and that, I just, uh, I just wanted to kind of get the overview because I, I just really normally just go in and do the maintenance and figured what was the best, and I really appreciate you just making it simple and clear. Okay, well, thank you, Lance. Thank you very much, Bob. You're up next. How can I help you? Morning, Mark. You know, on the oil change interval, don't you think most people are just going by the onboard oil life monitor and coming in when the light goes off? Um. Yes, yes. Um, I think a lot of people are. I don't know what the percentage is, but I would guess it would be between a third and a half. Um, so the oil life monitor, there's a whole lot of people on the Internet that don't believe that that's a valid thing. But I'm not going to come to that conclusion because I'm not the one out there measuring it. I know I use that for mine. <laughs> and, I'll, and I'll tell you something else. Bob, there's been times where we did put a sticker I mean, I had staff put a sticker on the windshield for me, and the light will come on within a thousand miles of when the sticker says. So I'm pretty happy about that. But the oil life monitor is something that's it's it's okay. But but what colors that light? I don't know. I never let mine come on because okay. I can't stand to go that long. Okay. Um, sometimes the light is a is a warning light that indicates. Um, something is serious and something needs to be done immediately, and I object to that. So most of them should be yellow or orange, and that means caution. But I do run all of our fleet of cars up against the monitors. But we usually use our our our, our interval that we, we, we consider acceptable for us and our fleet. But by the same token, it coincides nicely with the oil life monitor. And the computer in the car... How many times does Bob start it? Does he go through a complete heat cycle? Does he bring it all the way up to full heat and all the way down? Did he just drive to the liquor store to get his wife a case of beer that was two blocks away? Did he go to Flagstaff with a whole bunch of his buddies and golf clubs in the car? And on and on and on. So we have all these algorithms in the computer, and the computer looks to see what you're doing, and it looks at the monitor, the monitors, and it goes, okay, well, his oil is going to be um, need to be changed at this time. However, the computer can't tell between cheap oil, semi-synthetic, and synthetic, but the monitor is set for the oil that says on the cap. So if it says 520, you should have a 520 synthetic in it, and that's how you should go. So does that answer your question? Yeah, it does. I just... 
I wonder, like you said, somebody who's using bulk oil maybe at a change place versus the guy that's going out and buying the most expensive bull synthetic. I mean, it's, it's a big deal. I mean, it's a big price difference. Yeah, but yeah. bulk oil, I buy bulk oil, but it's it's delivered on a Chevron truck. And but, but there's a lot of really cheap oil out there that they call bulk oil that I wouldn't pour into a car or or my my even my mother-in-law's car, I wouldn't put it in hers. So there is this dynamic about but there's three kinds of oil. You should use the oil that your owner's manual says and that will then coincide with how long you should go between oil changes and how long the car is scheduled to be run between oil changes. So the sin is we put the expensive oil in and pretend it's the cheap conventional and then we bring you in at 3,000 miles when you should be at 15. That's the sin. So it happens all the time. Thank you, Bob. Thank you very much. The lines are wide open, 602-508-0960. And when we come back, we're going to talk about another repair shop. It's a diesel shop up in North Phoenix. And that's, I'll do it now, Strictly Diesel Service and Repair. I-17 and Pinnacle Peak Road, his name is Nate. And when he says Strictly Diesel Service and Repair, that's what he means, Strictly Diesel. He does foreign and domestic light diesel trucks. That's up to a one-ton Ford, Chevy, Chrysler, Dodge, whatever. But he does all kinds of stuff, service, repair, parts. And if you want to enhance something in your truck, he'd be a good guy to talk to or go to his site because he does some of that as well. So Strictly Diesel Service and Repair, I-17 and Pinnacle Peak Road. Nate's been on my best car repair list for a long time, and he deserves every minute. Did you know Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons, Tom and Paul, operate Rain Tree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasserate paint and it's waterborne paint so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. Listening to 960 The Patriot online doesn't mean you have to sit at your desk. If you're on the run, doing housework, or on your drive home, 960 The Patriot is at your fingertips wherever you are or whatever you're doing with the Patriot app. The Patriot stream is now sponsored by Guns Etc., an A-plus company working together to bring you an A-plus listening experience. Download the app today at your app store. It's the best way to listen to your favorite shows no matter where you are. Brought to you by Guns Etc., so, Justin, I was playing that video game, Forest Brigade, and it was pretty cool. I was running down this, like, digital path, and I met this digital frog, and he was all like... And I went playing in this virtual stream where this water, it looked almost real. It was this whole electronic forest world. So what did you do? Well, my parents took me to the forest, the real forest, where I was running down this... Well, it was an actual path. Then I saw this real-life frog. It was all, like, ribbit, and I saw an owl, too. Then I played in this amazing stream with water around my ankles, like wet water. 
Then me and my sister and my parents sat around a campfire and told cool stories all night long. Oh, that's uh, pretty cool, too. This weekend, unplug. Getting closer to nature can get you closer to your family. To find the forest nearest you, go to discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Take an ordinary putty knife and scrape off the old wax ring. Place the new wax ring over the flange, then line up the bolts with the bowl and gently set in place, making sure a proper seal is created with the flange and drain. Next. Um, Dad? Uh, yeah, sweetie. Is that an old plumbing manual? Oh, um, yeah, yeah, honey. We really need to get some new books. Right, um, do, do you want me to stop? Nah, I kind of want to know how it ends. Okay, tighten the bolts, line up the flushing valve to the opening in the top of the bowl, and secure the tank with a screwdriver and crescent wrench. <laughs> the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Dad, this is fun. I didn't think I liked kayaking. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it, but I think it's time to head back in. Okay. Can we come back? Sure. Hey, be careful getting out of the boat. It's a kayak, Dad. <laughs> I'm going to return the kayak. Can we walk home? How about a taxi? It's a short fare from your neighborhood to your naturehood. Visit discovertheforest.org to find a neighborhood park or green space near you. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the U.S. Forest Service. All about that demon, all so it's 34 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem, and you're welcome to join us. 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. And I'm going to go to the phone calls and talk to Marty. Marty, good morning. Good morning. Yeah, what kind of uh, oil change interval would you recommend for, like, a high-performance car where I've added a supercharger and an oil cooler, and I do a lot of auto-frosting where I'm hitting the rev limiter a lot? Well, if you wanted to be exact, then I'd take I'd just pull an oil sample, like, every 3,000 miles and just send it in. I mean, you can get that, the jars off the Internet, and it's real cheap. And yeah, yeah, I've, the, uh, that's what I, I have been doing is... Uh, thousand and I've sent it out to Blackstone okay. know, probably once or once a year or so. Okay, ten thousand are you going ten thousand on what weight, what brand oil? No, I'm going uh zero twenty on uh, no I'm changing it at three thousand, but uh, Okay. But I send it out like normally every other oil change every every couple. Okay. Well I, I have a twin turbo Corvette um that my wife has had up to like one sixty. And um, and I I was scared to death when she was driving it, and uh, it has thirty thousand miles on it, and it's a two thousand six Z06, and I run a zero twenty in it, but I only change it once a year, and I think your three thousand miles, and especially I'm assuming because you're nonchalant about your oil analysis, is that you don't have any growth of metal, you don't have an abnormal amount of moisture, that you don't have any contaminants, and the oil, for all intents and purposes, is kind of fresh. So I, you know, I'm not going to change this Corvette. Sometimes we'll take it on a on a jaunt, and I'll I'll get it on the highway, and and my wife will say, "Well, are you going to change oil now?" No. I just took it through a huge heat cycle from here to Austin, Texas. 
So if I do that, then no, that doesn't create the need to do the oil change again because I got the oil over 212. I took the water out of it, the moisture out of it, sucked it out the PCV valve, sent it out the tailpipe. So in the absence of growth of any of the metals, in the absence of any negative comments by the oil analysis, um, I would think you'd go longer, but it's your call. Here's what happens, Marty. People think that their car's going to love them if they change the oil once a week, once a month, once a year, once every 3,000 miles. The car doesn't know whether you love them or not. The car only knows weather, ambient temperature, how you drive the car, and what the oil life is likely to be. So, you know, I've got a Camaro with a blower on it that we installed, and we're pushing five five pounds of boost, and we had to stud the head. You understand this. And and we do the same thing. Uh, that'll go run between five and 7,500 miles on it. Um, and we use that for family and friends. So Yeah, yeah it's I, a, I still, dri- even though it's a weekend car, I drive it a lot. You know, because I'll drive down to Tucson. So I, I drive, still drive about 10,000 miles a year. So, uh, okay. yeah, I'll try to extend it to like 5,000 and send out a sample. You know, well, I like what you just said. If you're doing 10 a year, yeah. why don't you just do beginning of yeah. summer, beginning of winter, and that'll give you a yeah. good comfort zone. You go five. Yeah. Okay? Gotcha. Okay, thank you. Yeah, us guys with Corvettes, you know, it's, uh, my wife won't even ride with me anymore. If we're taking the black car, she's not going. And she tells me she's not going because I'm an idiot sometimes, but really, in reality, it just doesn't hold all the shopping bags that she's likely to buy. I want to get in trouble for that, but I don't care. So we can't really go to the places she goes, which is Goodwill all the way up to Fashion Square, and we can't put all that stuff inside the car. So that's really what it all boils down to. Okay, who's next? We have Ken. Ken, good morning. How are you doing today, sir? Uh, I'm Henri and good. Thank you. (laughs) That's the best way to be. Um, So my wife has a 2014 uh, Corolla S. And the other night, I was uh, taking the trash out, going through the garage, and I heard a kind of a high-pitched, what sounded like an electric motor. And it took a while to kind of pinpoint where it was coming from, but when I did, it was coming from what seemed to be behind the driver's side wheel. And the car was off. Okay. And I had no idea what was going on. I had my wife come listen to it. She heard the same thing. So I had her go get her keys, and we turned the car on, ran it for about 10 seconds, and turned it back off, and and the whine, the the electric motor sound went away. Okay. (laughs) I can't can't answer your question, but um, I'm wondering out loud if it doesn't have air-supported suspension. And uh, they saw that the one of the maybe one of the tires, one of the corners of the car needed a little bit of air to level the car out. So then we turned the pump on. And normally we don't do that with the key in your pocket. But I don't know the answer to that. But I do have an easy way for you to diagnose this: is take okay. it in for an oil change, went next time, and you say to uh-huh. them, "I'm going to bring it in the night before. I want you guys to listen to it the next morning." And I and then point to them. I put a piece of of tape, uh, you know, blue tape, on the outside of the car and say it's 
you know, maybe make a circle out of the tape. It's right there. And they'll be able okay. to tell you what's going on. Cause, and you're not going to spend, if you're already in for an oil change and all they got to do is tell you what pump that's running, then you're home free. Now, I can tell you that I'm not real concerned about this for this reason. You never said anything about having to jump start this car. So whatever's no. going on isn't going to run forever. I think it's going to be. I, and I haven't heard it since. And, it was and, just and, the one time. Yeah. If 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 this is an if this is a car that has air suspension on it, otherwise we're going to level the car by adding air or subtracting air. You're going to hear that noise, but in the absence of anything else, I do the oil change. What's there? What's going on? But I, I wouldn't really worry about it. I, I just wouldn't. Okay. But I don't I don't know what you're talking about. But it, I know that I me and my staff could figure that out in ten minutes during the oil change time. So now okay. they now. It's not likely you're going to get kind of that answer from a quick loop facility. That's that's it's okay. They they run cars through, and they they typically have um, young men and young women that are really skilled at what they do. But this would be a question that would be way out of their parameters. So this gotcha. would be something you'd probably have to find something else. But anyway, thank you. I haven't had that call ever. So congratulations, Ken, because you just stumped me, and I'll never forget. Give you for that. 602 508 The lines are wide open. 602 508 Mike Gallagher thrilled to be co-hosting the Stand with Israel tour again in 2021. This tour of the Holy Land will bring us face-to-face with one of the country's most important allies and one of the most fascinating spiritual places on earth. More than a vacation, this is a bucket list trip. I personally want to invite you to join us. Register now, worry-free, no cancellation fees, and full refunds up until May 8th. Call 855-565-5519, 855-565-5519, or go to StandWithIsraelTour.com, StandWithIsraelTour.com. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Radio.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. It takes two of us to deliver a very important message about this radio station. 960 The Patriot. Hi, it's Hugh Hewitt. And this is Dennis Prager. You've heard me talk about the American Trinity, E Pluribusunum, and God We Trust at Liberty. The three things that set the United States apart. It's a powerful idea, Dennis, and this radio station is a place where powerful ideas and principles thrive every day. We never forget that faith and freedom are part of what make our country exceptional. There are some people in high places who apologize for America. That's something this radio station will never do. When you listen to 960 The Patriot, we promise not to insult your intelligence and to speak the truth. And we'll prefer clarity over agreement. Right. This is what our radio station is all about. And as long as you're there to listen to us, we'll be here for you. Please tell your friends about it. Absolutely tell our sponsors that you appreciate their support for this radio station. Intelligent Talk 960, The Patriot. They knock us down. We get stronger. They try to silence us, but our voice just got louder. The new wave is coming. We've succeeded. People just don't want to recognize it because it challenges their narrative. It challenges their assumption. So they got to try to find a boogeyman. Brace socialism, they think it's great. If you want to go outside and celebrate Joe Biden, if you want to kick around a pillowed effigy of Donald J. Trump, that's perfectly safe. The tech overlords censoring our speech, right? I call this diet fascism. They say, you can't see this, you can't see this. We're doing it to protect you. It's for it's for your safety. Speaker Pelosi was holding the American people hostage for political gain. This was never about what was best for the American people, never about honest 
policy disagreement. It was about preventing President Trump from getting any credit. It was about politics. Candace, DeSantis, Crenshaw. Really, the conservative voice has never been stronger. 960 The Patriot, a voice that speaks for you. Well, it's nice for you to spend your Saturday with me. Every Saturday from 10 to 12, we're here talking about cars. You're always welcome to join us, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing has been in Mesa since 1970. Brian and Thelma, who operate and own uh, Thompson's Auto Repair, I've known their parents since the late 60s, early 70s. These young men and women young man and young woman, I should say, have been in the car repair business for a lot longer than a lot of other people that are owning their own shops. So it, they know right from wrong. They're really good people. They're on Main Street just east of Stapley, and it's the only shop in Mesa that really could pass Mark Salem muster. Henry, you're up first. Mark, it's been a really long time. Happy New Year. I know you haven't had any of my interesting calls before in a while. <laughs> Okay, okay, I'm ready. So I got one for you. Okay, the reverse gear in any car. How new would it look since reverse is only used, what, a mile maybe in a lifetime of a car, maybe two miles? Uh, I guess the question would be, Henry, is who cares? Well, I'm just curious. As if you took a transmission apart and looked at the reverse gear, would it still look like factory new compared to the other gears? Well, assuming your hypothesis about how people use reverse gear is, then yeah. But when we do transmission overhauls, um, we're not going to replace gears unless it's missing some teeth or it's discolored. So I agree with the idea that chances are, let me change it. The chances of you having the failure of 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 a gear that is only activated when you're in reverse is about the same that you're going to be president of the United States the next go-around. So, yes, yeah, when you get inside there, um, you'll find that the reverse gear, everything that has to do with reverse and only reverse, then it's going to be polished and look like it's brand new. But I haven't had that question before, Henry, but thank you very much. Jerry, you're up next. How can I help you? Okay, well, thank you for the good joke on that last one there. I love that. Uh, <laughs> the chances are. Um, anyway, I got a 6,000, I mean, a, a 6,000, 2,000 Mercury Marquis. Okay. And uh, I'm a senior citizen, so I just, it's uh, all just stop and go driving. Maybe 6,000, outside 7,000 miles a year, probably closer to six. And the manual says to use the synthetic oil. Um, so, what, what what do you recommend? I, I like that. Get that. I, I like think once a year or something or what? Well, um, it, conventional oil is between three and five. That's the typical range it works in, which is a step down from your semi-synthetic. Then we got mm-hmm. synthetic that's between five and seventy-five hundred, and then we got synthetic that goes zzz, up to fifteen thousand. So no, I think that's a perfect perfect match. You're going to use six. You're going to use a semi-synthetic. It's good for six to seven thousand miles a year. But here's the only thing I want you to consider. I'd like to see you change your oil in April or May. I'd like you to go through the summer with fresh oil. That's all. But you're going to go mm-hmm. all the way around the year, and every April, every May, you're going to change your oil as long as you're under seventy-five hundred miles. That's a home run. Okay. That was, uh, 
Okay, so I'll, I'll just wait till April next month. I'll, I'll do it on my birthday. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, absolutely. April. Okay. Yes, and what do you call it? That semi-permanent. What? It's a synthetic? semi-synthetic. A semi-synthetic. Oh, I never heard of that. Yeah. yeah. And um, it, if yours, if yours is calling for a six to seven thousand mile, and I think you said the manual called for a semi-synthetic, then then everything matches. Yeah. It's perfect for me. Well, I, yeah, I think I thought this manual just said synthetic, um, so but it didn't have any miles in it. Yeah. Well, that's what matches. I don't, I, you know, at this point, okay. I don't really care what the manual says. I, your yeah. the mileage of six to 7,000 miles a year, if you were my customer, I would ask you mm. if I can do this for your oil changes. Mrs. Jones does 3,000 miles a year in Ahwatukee. I'm going to call her in in April or May one time a year. I'm going to put the cheapest oil I can find in her car. I mean, the least expensive. It's going to be a good quality mm. oil. But I'm only going to change her oil because she only drives 3,000 miles a year. So mm-hmm. I, it's it's a it's a home run for her. It's a home run for me, and I'm hoping somebody treats my mom the same way. Okay. All righty, Jerry. Thank you very much for that. Um, I'm glad I could help you, Larry. You're up next. Yeah, hi, Mark. I've got the answer for the guy that uh, was taking out his garbage and heard the humming. Oh. Um, I had the same issue. I've got a uh, 2015 Toyota Venza. And I, I experienced the same thing when I was in the garage. What it is, it's, it's the fuel pump, and I happened to ask the um, uh, shop manager at Toyota, and he I forget what his answer was, but he says it's nothing to worry about. That's that's normal. Okay. It um I it and let me kind of expound on that. Thank you for calling, by the way. I really do mean that. Thank you. We're going to do a couple of things back at the gas tank. Now, when you, until you stick your key in and turn the ignition on, the computer doesn't think you're doing anything. It just doesn't think you're doing anything. So it's not going to start the fuel system up. It's not going to do this. It's not going to do that because the key's in your pocket. As soon as you stick the key in and you turn it on, the computer wakes up and says, oh, boy, I better put some fuel in that system. I better get the timing ready. I'm looking around. The engine's cold. Da, 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 da. It looks at 20 different parameters. It looks at the chart and says, well, I should do number seven. And that's how you start it up. I think what you're talking about could be a vapor pump where we're going to pump the the air out of the tank and and then run it through a filter or some kind of a a device and run it back to the tank, or it's the abundance of pressure in the fuel tank that we're going to exhaust. It wouldn't be the fuel pump because, number one, the fuel pump comes on when the key's on, so it's not going to be a fuel pump. But I think because you said the fuel tank, I think that's what we're doing. We're doing some kind of vapor recovery from the tank. But you've confirmed what I told... um, can and that is if the battery's not dead then it's not going to be that big of a deal but, right, uh, that's, but go on um, th- th- that's it i i i think it's a great job that you called me did they tell you not to worry about it as well yeah okay they okay. said it was normal okay i'm going to look it up anyway um now that 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 we've had two calls on it because um i'm perfectly ex- I, I, I'm perfectly happy saying I don't know what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
and, and that's okay. That's okay. But um, I learn because I'm forced to learn, and this is something I'll have the exact answer next time. And I got you down as in, in a 15 uh, Toyota, and he had a 14 Corolla, and um, so th- that's that's all I'll need. But thank you very much, Larry, for calling. Thank you. Uh, it 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 has a lot to do with just give and take, and this show is all about self-defense for car expense. I'm hopefully you'll get something that will save you money, and hopefully you'll hear something at the show, and perhaps my viewpoint is different than what your shop's is, and then you can decide what you want to do. I'm not the soothsayer of all good. I'm I've had my share of Better Business Bureau complaints and unhappy customers. Um, I've been around since I started working at a gas station in 1968, and I opened my own shop in 79. And so I've been around a while, and I've made mistakes, and there's people out there that don't like me, and there's people out there that don't like me because I won't hop on my white horse and go slay their dragons um, because I got enough of those dragons (laughs) on my own to slay. Okay, Gil, who's up? We have Ken. Ken, good morning. Morning, Mark. Uh, good info so far. I love it. How Thank do you, you? How do you? I got a. I have a 2017 Subaru Outback that requires full synthetic, but I only put typically six or seven thousand miles a year on that car. But the warranty says change the oil every six months. So I'm changing full synthetic every six months when I maybe only have three thousand miles from the last oil change. Do I have to keep doing that? Um. Uh, <laughs> I'm just gathering up my uh, my response, okay? Um, you can really do whatever you want because there's there's not a chance in hell that anybody's going to be able to look at your engine and blame you for some catastrophic damage. Unless, of course, your 16-year-old grandson was the last one to drive it and had the front wheels off the ground. We, when you have a failure of an engine component, typically uh, the customer doesn't have the necessary records, and you've got some catastrophic failure inside the engine that probably has nothing to do with the engine oil. And if it does have to do with an engine oil, then we can determine whether or not the engine oil was a sufficient level or whether it consumed oil. But there's a lot of moving parts here. But if I'm going to tell you, but nobody else can, I I would go the uh if you're doing 6 to 7000 miles a year that's what you said correct okay um i'd go to a semi synthetic and you'd be just fine i'd use the same weight as the the synthetic you're using or i'd go a year and a half on your synthetic um it's not going to make any difference it's just not it's okay, so uh, the, the so the so the when the warranty says every 6 months or that you know, just forget about that. Well, just, the war- the warranty. They first of all, they can't tell you what to do. They can make suggestions, and there's no way in God's green earth that they know everybody who drives the Subaru what kind of. I mean, is it Minnesota? Is it Arizona? Is it long mileage or short mileage? Is it just to the liquor store and back? It's all these kind of moving parts. So. You're not obligated to to keep your oil change receipts. You're not obligated to keep um, a record of when you change your oil. And I'm in the arbitration business a lot, 
mediation and arbitration and I'm hired by insurance companies and lawyers and law enforcement to look at car issues. And I, I, I have to tell you, there's there's never been a time that I've been on the side of someone who demands that the customer produce every single maintenance record to support the warranty claim. Um, okay. the, the damage to the car will tell us all we need to know. If we open up okay. your car and the crankshaft from one end to the other is burnt black and there's all these <laughs> oil starvation signs, I don't care if you changed the oil day before yesterday. The fact of the matter is, is I see oil starvation. So that probably means that nobody was checking the dipstick. You drove it for a year. Nobody added a half a quarter, whatever. Or the grandson came in from out of town and you gave him the car for 30 days. <laughs> and he, he, those are the kinds of things that, that, that we deal with all the time. And so um, the odds of you having a failure related to the discussion we're having is is, is about the same as um, you moving to England and marrying the queen. Um, really? Or, well, <laughs> if you're, don't you uh, tell your wife I apologize. That was completely out of uh, out of <laughs> line. <laughs> but uh, I I want to tell you something. I I I have a Dodge truck and and I I don't follow their guidelines because they they don't they don't care if I use a synthetic. So I'm going longer than I sh- than they think. But it's just a guide, and there's no way they can write that whole manual to cover everybody out there and they recognize and the people that drive from Phoenix to Tucson every day can go a lot longer on the oil than than your wife can from your house to the liquor store and back from your house to the liquor store and back and of course I'm kidding so you can see the difference in stop and go versus let's get it on the highway and run it it's the difference between a horse that's been walked around the barn every day for five years and a horse that went out and pushed cattle along a fence and was ridden for five miles in a six or seven hour day so that's kind of what it all boils down to but um, I'd go, if you want to go a year, that's okay. You can go to a semi, but if you want to go a year and a half and you use the semi or the synthetic, you're okay there too. So anyway, mark at marksalem.com. If you have any questions or you want to argue with me, that's my email address and I'll answer your, your email. Um, and, an argument is okay with me. Um, I, I, there's been times I'm wrong. Um, I was wrong in 1958. My wife reminds me, and um, I was also wrong day before yesterday, when I was five minutes late to her <laughs> her birthday party. <laughs> she says, "Where are you?" And I says, "I thought you were coming home, and we were going to go together." And she says, "No, we're at the restaurant. You're not here." And I said, um, "Well, just a minute. As soon as I put the fire out in the barn, I'll, I'll be there." <laughs> so. Yeah, I've been wrong before, but nobody cares. 602-508-0960. We're going to come back for another hour. 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960.